on episode 485 of Nintendo Switchcraft. I'm getting my voice back. It's Saturday Switchcraft, which means I'm going to talk about what you want to talk about. Don't forget to use that hashtag AskRJS on Twitter or join the community Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and leave your ideas for Saturday Switchcraft right over there. And with that being said, let's get started. say i cannot believe how many awesome people reached out to me on twitter or email or on discord and said get well bill and i just i really really appreciate the fact that you guys were understanding that i missed a bunch of episodes because i was sick i'm still sick i'm recording this and i'm going to be taking breaks throughout the uh, recording uh, so i'm not doing this live honestly i've been thinking about this a lot and i don't think i'm going to be doing the saturday shows live from here on out. If I do, it'll be the the exception, not the rule. The live shows are going to be going to remain Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but the Saturday shows, not as many people show up at uh at those Saturday shows because they're not at a specific time and people don't know when to expect them and I refuse to be locked down to a specific time on Saturday when I'm going to record because I'm locked down to a specific time the rest of the week. And it's, you know, I like to have a little more flexibility. I like to have a little more freedom. But uh, big thank you to everybody who sent in those get well wishes. You are all really awesome people. And, uh, you know, I I feel really uh, blessed to have such a fantastic audience uh, that understands that sometimes you need a break, even if myself, I can't get myself to understand that sometimes you need a break. All right, with all that out of the way, like I said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And this is Saturday Switchcraft, where I talk about everything that you all want me to talk about. Um, Maybe something I missed throughout the week or something that, uh, you know, just we haven't discussed in a while. Uh, People send in their ideas using the hashtag AskRJS on Twitter or on our community Discord in the AskRJS channel. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Paul A. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Words can't describe the endless challenge of Super Mario World, so we let the players do the talking. Super Mario World is here. It's one of the new generation of Nintendo games. It comes only with Super Nintendo, and it's like nothing you've ever faced. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. All right, so I I sent out a tweet yesterday. I said, I'm putting together ideas for Saturday Switchcraft. Reply with your discussion topics slash questions, and I got a bunch of replies, so thank you very much for that. If you don't already follow me on Twitter... Uh, please do. I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter, and I tweet about a bunch of video game stuff. In fact, I just tweeted out that um, you know there was this cool thing going around about what movie came out the year you were born, 
and I decided to switch that up and put it down for, um, you know, what video game you could pick. And I, I said I am the Fairchild Channel F years old because the Fairchild Channel F video game system came out the month and year that I was born, November 1976. So if you're older than me, then you're going to struggle a little bit with that. But if you're younger than me, then then you'll have lots and lots of choices. Uh, my wife just tweeted out that she is pole position years old. And that reminded me of uh, playing a lot of pole position when I was a kid, but also watching the pole position cartoon when I was a kid. And if you remember that, then uh, make sure that you tweet at me your memories of watching the pole position cartoon when you were a kid. And then I'll know that you're old like me. All right. So our our first reply came from Kodiak Moonwolf. He said, uh, um, do you have a wish list of the top five games that you would love on the Switch, even ones that aren't possible, i.e. resources slash exclusives? And... Um, sure. You know, I haven't really thought about it ahead of time and, and come up with the, um, like with my list ahead of time, because I like to, I like to just kind of roll with things and come up with things on the fly. And my first one that I think would be really cool and people would, would, (laughs) nobody's going to say this, but police quest police quest was this really old game that was on, Um, you know, IBM PCs back in the day, all right, back when we called things IBM PCs, and uh, you played as Sonny, the police officer, and you would control the character with the arrow keys, moving them around, and you had to type in commands like you would walk up to the locker, and then you would put your hands on the keyboard, and you would type open locker, and then the locker would open, and you would it would show you the the contents of Sonny's locker and you would say, get gun, get badge, get, um, I don't know, lunch or whatever. And then you would walk around, you know, you would go and try and solve crimes that way. And good God, it, it wouldn't be a really great experience playing it on the Switch. But, you know, he said uh, uh, games that we could have on the Switch, i.e. even if it were, if, even if it was a ridiculous idea. Uh, so I thought Police Quest would be a really weird idea that nobody else uh, had said, man, that's a really, really old game. Um, Other games that I would like to see on the Nintendo Switch, probably, and and again, these are games that are not likely to happen, but The Last of Us. I know that that this is a game that came out on the PS3, and everybody's very, very excited for The Last of Us Part 2 to be coming out very soon. But uh, there's a lot of people who are Nintendo gamers who have missed out on the PS3, Xbox uh, 360 era. And uh, it it also came out on the PS4 as The Last of Us Remastered. If you subscribe to the PS4 Pro or Plus or whatever the hell it's called, I don't know what it's called. Um, you got it a couple of months ago. It might have been in like October. You got a copy of The Last of Us as one of your free games that month, or as I like to say, included games. Uh, but there's a lot of people who only have a Nintendo Switch, and they're missing out on. From what I understand, is a very good story. I've not played it myself, but I've heard exceedingly good things about that. Now that's a PlayStation exclusive. And speaking of PlayStation exclusives, I would like to see. 
uh, Spider-Man, that, that Spider-Man game that came out on the PS4, I would love if that was available on other platforms as well. I bought that for my son for Christmas last, no, two years ago. And he jumped into that game. Like he, he often dabbles in a lot of games and then goes back to battle royales, which is, I guess his favorite genre. And he, he spends a lot of time playing Fortnite and a lot of time playing apex and just a little bit of time playing other kinds of games. But when, when he started playing Spider-Man, he went all in, I think he hundred percented that game, which tells you something pretty amazing. If a kid who most of the time plays multiplayer action games, uh, he went all in and, and played through Spider-Man. And there's a lot of people who don't have a PS4. And because they don't have a PS4, that means that they're missing out on a really, really cool uh, game. And I'm one of those people. I have a PS4. I still haven't played the damn thing because I'm always so busy. Um, let's see. What other games for uh, the Nintendo Switch? I'll just do one more. I know Kodiak asked for five, but I got a bunch of other tweets to get to. Um, I'll do one more, and I'll say Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm so these are all PlayStation exclusive games that I'm listing. Well, not all of them. Police Quest was not on the PlayStation. Um, but uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I played the demo on my PS4, and I am sold on that game. I'm April 10th cannot get here fast enough. I am so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake. That game is going to be amazing, and I can't wait. I, I played an hour of it, and even though it's the same hour, I loaded it up again and played it again. It's so damn good. The battle system is great. The graphics are awesome. The music is awesome. The voice acting, on the, for the most part, is really, really good. And it's a shame that it's a PlayStation exclusive. I would love to see it on Xbox One and Stadia. And, of course, the next iteration of consoles like the Xbox Series X and, and the uh, PlayStation 5. Although those are both backwards compatible. So if it comes to Xbox One, then it'll come to all of that stuff. Uh, but I would also like to see it on on uh, nin- Nintendo Switch. Can they do it? I don't know, man. That, that game is really pretty. And it runs at 30 frames per second on the PS4 and PS4 Pro. And I and you know, bringing it to the Nintendo Switch, it's not going to be a solid thirty frames per second. So maybe not. But man, I mean, even if it couldn't happen, I would really, really like to see it. All right, moving on. We've got a uh, a tweet from Darren CP twenty two. He says, "Do you think Nintendo will ever provide a service or emulator to easily play games from GameCube, Wii, or Wii U?" All right, well, I I think that at some point we're going to end up getting, uh, um, um, we'll say uh, GameCube games will be ported to the Switch. I don't think that we will get like, you know, you know how we have the NES, um, the NES emulator on the Nintendo Switch and the Super Nintendo emulator. I don't think that's going to happen. GameCube games, I think that they'll say, hey, by the way, uh, here's a cool GameCube game that was really, really popular. We ported it to the Switch, and we'll sell it to you for you know, $30 or $40, something like that. I think that might work. The same with the Wii. I mean, with the Wii, we're getting um, 
oh god, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a, a Wii game originally. Uh, that's coming to the Nintendo Switch very soon. I know it's a remastered version, and that's really what I see happening for things like the GameCube and the Wii. And we've already seen lots of games come from the Wii U, so I don't anticipate that we'll be getting more. I mean, I don't anticipate that we'll be getting emulators, but I do anticipate that we will definitely get, I think at some point, every Nintendo-released Wii U game will will come out as a deluxe version on the Nintendo Switch. I think that that's a foregone conclusion. Um, hit and miss with the Wii games. It depends on how important the uh, the Joy-Cons, or are, not how important the Joy-Cons, but how well the Joy-Cons can do what they need the... Um, yeah, what they needed the Wii remote to do. And then as far as GameCube games, I think that we will get those games eventually, as well as N64 games. Now, in addition to that, I do think at some point we will also get the N64 Classic uh, on uh, as like the hardware option that we can go into a store and buy a GameCube, or not GameCube, uh, an N64, uh, just like we have the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic and the PlayStation Classic and the Genesis Classic. We got to get the uh, the N64 Classic at some point. And then I guess the next question is, you know, you mentioned GameCube, Wii, and Wii U, and I've mentioned N64, but we're forgetting about uh, portable systems, you know, like old Game Boy games, um, Game Game Boy Advance games. Those would be very, very welcome on a uh, Nintendo Switch because the Nintendo Switch is a portable system and we need to be able to play some of those old portable games. I anticipate that that kind of thing will eventually happen probably way too late in the uh, Nintendo Switch's life to be super exciting. And then, of course, the next iteration of whatever Nintendo does is going to come out and they'll start over uh, slowly selling us uh, <laughs> uh, subscriptions to the uh, the NES games again and then slowly moving up. It's just Nintendo's M.O., you're watching the most exciting game you will ever see on your TV set. Telstar by Coleco, with three different games. Telstar Tennis, with digital scoring, variable speeds. Telstar Hockey, each player controls a goalie plus a forward on the other side. Oops, a goal. And Telstar Singles Handball, a game you play yourself. Telstar Handball, Tennis, Hockey, all three at an exciting low price. For great family fun, hitch your TV to a Telstar. Uh, Germs Beaver, for you, tweeted at me. They said, best future Nintendo shows slash movies to hope for in the future. Now that we've got The Witcher show and a show for The Last of Us, are we going to get a Zelda show, a Metroid movie? Well, first off, as far as movies go, we know that we're getting uh, a Mario movie. We know that that's happening. I think it's from the same people who make the... um, the Minions movies, which does not inspire a lot of confidence for me. I mean, I enjoyed watching the the Gru movie um, where, you know, Steve Carell is being his crazy wonky self and the Minions are doing stuff. But, you know, each one of those that, that came out and I saw, I got a little more bored with and just didn't appeal to me. The first one was great, though. Um... I would be more interested in seeing things. Um, I, I'm less interested in movies and more interested in TV shows. And I would love to see a Zelda TV show. Now, will it happen? 
I don't know. I, Nintendo is so protective of their intellectual property, and for good reason. Um, you know, they had a Mario movie back in the day, and they they it got it got away from them, and because it got away from them, it kind of turned out to be a disaster. Where it was like they were rewriting the script on the fly and John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins were drunk on set because they they said, who cares? This isn't this movie is going to be a disaster because there's no planning that went into it ahead of time. And uh, we're contractually obligated to be here. Now, this is all stuff that I read about. I obviously don't know firsthand any of this stuff, but that's just information that I read. But because of the flop that was the Mario Brothers movie or, or just Mario movie or whatever it was, um, Nintendo looks at their IP and they says, we, we have to be very, very protective. And now they have to, you know, have approval on everything. And how does a Zelda movie even work with Link being this silent protagonist where he never talks? Is he going to talk in a TV show? Like, how would that work? I don't know. What I would like, I would love to see is a a Metroid uh, TV show, maybe an animated TV show, kind of like the Castlevania TV show from Netflix, not super gory and bloody and everything, but the same art style. I would like to see something like that uh, because that would be a lot cheaper than trying to do it live action. Live action would be incredibly expensive. I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see like a like a 3D rendering, you know, I wouldn't want to see Metroid's world realized in this, in an art style like, uh, like the, the, those minion movies that I talked about, like a 3D kind of thing. I wouldn't want to see that, but I would like to see TV shows rather than movies myself. Um, you know, also what other stuff, can can we pull from uh, as far as weird franchises that people had forgotten about? I think what would be a very, very cool show, not for me, but for kids, would be a Luigi's Mansion um, kind of like horror movie for kids. I think that that would be really fun. And uh, I, I think it would do very, very well. Um what do you think? What what franchises do you think would be the best franchises to to bring video game movies from Nintendo or video game TV shows from Nintendo to either the uh, big or little screens? Let me know. Use a ha- that hashtag AskRJS on Twitter, and maybe I'll talk about it on next week's Saturday Switchcraft. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we've got more stuff from you. Stick around, everybody. Now, bring the arcade experience home because your vision is our vision. ColecoVision. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, uh, Mark Miller says, are you excited to play Animal Crossing New Horizons on release? If you say literally literally anything about that, we would be stoked. Only two weeks. Yeah, I'm totally stoked about that. I am very, very excited for Animal Crossing. I uh, can't wait to play it. I'm going to pre-order it. I don't know why I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Maybe I won't pre-order it. Maybe I'll just uh, download it that day. It's the kind of game, though, that I would not recommend anybody buy as a physical copy. This is the kind of game that you want to have on your Switch all the time. And not having it on your Switch all the time, you know, because you're going to play a little bit every every day. And having to take out some other game to put in Animal Crossing every time is going to be a pain. Um, however, I I still have a little bit of, come on, Nintendo, what the hell is your problem with that one island per console thing. You know, we were having a discussion in the Discord the other day, and a friend of mine was uh, said that his family was really excited for Animal Crossing, but he's got little kids, like little kids. And he doesn't want them screwing up the island for him and his wife. But it's one island per Switch. I just, I hate that idea, and I wish Nintendo would move away from that. But it's too late now. Uh, the game's coming out in a couple of weeks, and while I'm really stoked, I'm still very disappointed that Nintendo uh, did uh, made that decision. Uh, Nikki, or at Bowser13, says, Do you think Nintendo has a game ready to go that we don't even know about? Once Animal Crossing is out, they have a direct and drop something awesome. Uh, yes, I absolutely think that Nintendo has more than one game ready to go that we don't know anything about. Uh, they're playing this year very, very close to the chest. And if they don't have a bunch of games to dole out throughout the year, then it's going to be a very bad year for them if they're if they're pinning all of their hopes and dreams on Animal Crossing. Not that Animal Crossing isn't going to sell extremely well, because it is, but... Because Animal Crossing doesn't appeal to everyone. It appeals to a very large segment of the audience. And and there's a very large segment of the, of the audience that that is the only game that appeals to them. But there's also a large segment of the audience who plays Nintendo games and they aren't really interested in Animal Crossing. So Nintendo knows this. I mean, I'm not saying any new information that nobody else knows about. So Nintendo knows this, and they're going to be bringing other games to uh, to bear this year uh, that we have never heard of. I'm talking not, in, not Metroid Prime 4, uh, not Breath of the Wild 2, but something where we're like, oh... Well, we didn't we didn't even think that that was going to happen. And now we get to play it in June. Hooray. You know, that kind of thing. I think that's going to be very interesting. Gavin Butcher tweeted, they said, when do you think the next 3D Mario game will be released, Bill? Um, I think that... <laughs> I believe 
Mr. Furukawa has said many times, we want to lean into DLC. I believe we're going to get DLC eventually for Super Mario Odyssey. And I'm not just talking about that free DLC where they are like, here's some new outfits. I think that at some point, we are going to get DLC for Super Mario Odyssey that will bring us to new worlds and have some new bosses to fight. And it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be incredibly, incredibly fun. Because Super Mario Odyssey might be the best Super Mario game ever. I think it might. It's so damn good. Uh, when do we get the next one? I don't think we get another one until the next Switch. Or the next uh, Nintendo console. Uh, but DLC for Super Mario Odyssey. I think that that will happen. It has to, doesn't it? Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! All right, I got an email from... Or no, not, not an email. Well, yeah, I did get an email. Here, I'll skip the Discord thing and go straight to the email. I got an email. They said, Bill, I was thinking about the lack of a general direct, and it actually made sense to me. If Nintendo doesn't tell us what else to release later out in the year... It almost forces us to be excited for Animal Crossing. People will buy the game since there's nothing announced to save their money for. Me personally, I have zero interest in Animal Crossing, but I have been so starved for Nintendo news that I watched the Animal Crossing Direct. On a positive, they just announced the first Switch game that I'm excited for since Mario Maker 2 and Dangerous Driving 2. Oh, and that's Dangerous Driving 2. I'm sorry, I did not even... Uh, catch what I, I misunderstood the sentence. There was uh, some punctuation issues there, Jason. Uh, anyway, Jason, thank you very much for the email. Uh, Dangerous Driving 2, I'm not even familiar with. I'm going to look that up right now, and uh, I'll be back to tell you all about it. So I just watched the trailer for Dangerous Driving 2, and what it reminds me of is OutRun. And, oh gosh, there's uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. That's another game that it reminds me of. And it looks really, really nice. I, I watched some PS4 footage, but I guess it's also coming to Nintendo Switch, and that completely went past me. It looks really fun. It looks incredibly fast, although I'm not sure if that's just because the um, the field of view on the game feels very, very fisheye, which makes everything seem even faster, and I'm not sure if that's just like some kind of perspective trick that they're using to make our brains think that we're driving even faster, but it looks really fun. And if you're waiting for Dangerous Driving 2 to come to the Nintendo Switch, Jason, then I recommend Horizon Chase Turbo. It's a game that's very much up that same uh, 90s style racing game where you've got checkpoints that you got to get through. I think you would really, really enjoy that game. And I think it's pretty cheap on the Nintendo Switch. All right, well, cheap is a relative term. I just Googled it. It is $19.99 on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's a really good game, though, and I think that you would, in fact, enjoy it. All right, Jester Scott on our Discord channel used the hashtag or the channel AskRJS to ask a question. They said, Bill, I want to know what was the first game that you got hooked on that got you hooked on gaming? Not necessarily the first game you ever played, because mine was a stand-up arcade of Defender, but what really got me hooked was Link to the Past, and it was all downhill from there. 
Well, actually, the first game I remember playing is the game that got me hooked on video games. And I've told this story uh, a bunch of times before, so I'm going to try and keep it. Well, you know what? I'll just tell the whole story. When I was a kid, my grandmother worked at a bar and she worked at uh, the bar during the daytime. So like all of the the like the the people who would go to the bar in the middle of the day and just sit there and you know listen to the jukebox and have conversations at the bar during the day like those those harmless bar flies uh that was her shift and uh my mother uh would take me there sometimes on hot summer days and she would sit at the bar and talk to grandma and grandma would open up the register and get out quarters for me and in the next room over there was a pool table a shuffleboard table and a donkey kong arcade machine and she would just give me a fistful of quarters and i would go into the next room and i would pump them into that machine and play quarter or uh, uh, play pool and shuffleboard uh but mostly Donkey Kong. I would play tons and tons of Donkey Kong. I never got super good at it because I was a little kid, but man, I adored that game. I had so much fun playing Donkey Kong at my grandmother's bar. And it's this this memory that I have that, you know, I have in my in my studio. I have a stand-up arcade of the 1980 Asteroids Deluxe. Uh, we ended up getting it from a local company that uh, had it was just sitting in a warehouse rotting because it was broken it didn't work and they they sold it to us for 60 bucks which is insane and I I gutted all of the broken parts out of it and built my own control systems uh, into the like I had to make my own control like with the sticks and stuff because Asteroids Deluxe didn't have sticks and buttons it just had a, a stick if I remember or maybe no it just had buttons so I had to make my own control deck and I restored it through a retro pie in there. And the first game that I loaded up was Donkey Kong because I loved playing Donkey Kong so much. And that is probably the game, either that or Ms. Pac-Man that I play most on my arcade cabinet. Uh, and it, it, like, I love this arcade cabinet, but if I could replace it with a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet, I would, I would in a heartbeat replace it with a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet because the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet just held such a nostalgic feel for me and I just loved playing that game at grandma's bar and I I used to love going there and you know I would go there and she would give me quarters and people would buy me like or, or give me like boxes of Cracker Jacks back when they had toys in them and we would get a glass bottle of Pepsi or Mountain Dew like the old-fashioned glass bottles and I have a lot of Really awesome memories sitting there with a Cracker Jack box, a um, a glass bottle of, of uh, soda on the stand next to me, and I'm pumping quarters into um, Donkey Kong. And then at the end of the day, Grandma would come over, she'd open up the machine, she'd take all the quarters back out and put them back in the register <laughs> and close the machine back up because... Like the bar had bought it, but nobody ever played it except for me because I was the only person that would that was interested in that stuff. But I had so much fun with that. Uh, and you know what? I want to know everybody else's favorite first game that got you hooked on gaming. In fact, I'm going to make a tweet uh, right now. 
There you go. I just I just tweeted it out. It says, what is the game that got you hooked on gaming? Let me know with a reply, and I will read your replies on next week's Saturday Switchcraft. So uh, go to my Twitter page, twitter.com slash runjumpstomp, and uh, reply to that tweet, and next week I'm going to add that to uh, what we're going to talk about, all about Switchcraft next week next week uh and it doesn't have to be a nintendo game it can be any game because you know yes it's a nintendo show but we talk about a lot of stuff here on the show anyway thank you all for uh being patient with me being sick and tolerating my rough voice right now i very much appreciate it become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord use that ask rjs channel or get a hold of me on twitter and at ask rjs uh, this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, go over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And the music that you're hearing right now is Corneria, Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>